You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takara Martin, counselors, authors of the Soul Ties Detox, and founders of the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote self-love for singles, and support strong, healthy relationships for couples. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your questions. So join us weekly on Facebook Live, where we look forward to interacting with you live and on air. Do you have a burning question to send us? Then go to relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals.tv. Now, let's get into today's episode. All right. So tonight we're going to answer a few questions. What we did was we wanted to launch with a Q&A, a huge Q&A platform. And so what we did was we sent out a story and we challenged people to ask us questions that we wanted that they want to answer tonight. And so we collected a ton of questions off of IG. We will also take your questions. I just saw a question come in through Messenger. So we're going to try to take as many questions as possible. Listen, follow us on Instagram. Ask the Martins. We posed this question earlier today. And so if you're just now sending in questions, we may not get to you tonight because for those who came early, they going to get their questions answered. <laughs> right, right. Now if you now if you like it, we will take them next week. We'll continue to do this. Now, I mean, obviously our DM is backed up, but just the idea is is that uh, we want to participate directly with you because yes. you guys have always been here. You've guys been up front and and even the new people, all, all of you are here right now. Yes. And so we really want to take care of you. Let me go ahead and go through the room rules before we get started with these yes, questions, the okay? The first thing is that this is a safe place. Listen, people ask us questions people come to us because there's an environment of safety we want to make and we thank you for that we thank you for helping us with that we want to make sure that everybody who is in here knows a couple things that you are not judged and this is a safe place where we can interact okay that's number one number two is for all of you who have something to say respond with kindness and compassion yes it's okay to have the answer it's how you say the answer or how you give the answer which will cause the change into someone so feed them don't throw the food at them number yes. three keep your heart open and pliable to any corrections. sometimes we're in here and we're the ones that's being talked to don't close it up if it's if it's you don't close your heart up always be ready and willing for that personal change that you're looking for so that you can make the adjustments that you need in your life those are our three room rules you ready babe i'm ready let's go ahead and get started because we got a ton like you said a ton of questions we have a ton to get to tonight so let's do this yes 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 you want me to read the first one um, or you can yeah, read it. You, oh, I can't see. So you go Where ahead. Are your glasses, woman? They're right here, but they have a glare, and I can't be cute with a glare <laughs> in my eye. Yes, you can. You be, be cute all the time. All right, here we go. Here's the first question. I'd love to hear your thoughts on celibacy and dating. Ah. How to do it well? How to do it well through all stages? You want to go ahead and start with that. Um, well, no, because you start because my thoughts are kind of towards the end of where you kind of had your thoughts at. So you go. You start Okay. Well, here's the thing. And this was asked by a young lady. And I know that many women, I, I want to start off with this. Many women have, have an issue mm. with um, announcing or uh, identifying <laughs> that I'm celibate it's, while yes. they're dating because there's a fear of being rejected rejected yeah and here's the thing you want to first of all you don't have to make a huge announcement right. second of all you put you you should be going in looking both male and female men and women should be going in looking to reject not to be afraid of rejection you're looking for someone that fits you and right. dating. we'll talk more about that a little bit later right but the idea of celibacy is when you carry yourself at a certain level in a certain way respectable and accountable for yourself uh men and women usually know what how what what the boundaries are yes and you don't have to actually um say hey look no touch because here's the thing when it comes to dating when it comes to relationships there's always going to be an attraction attraction is a must in relationships do you understand what i'm saying there's going to yes. be some kind of attraction some kind of i want you and i gots to have you so once you start carrying yourself in that way and you're saying, hey, listen, I'm interested in you, too. 
Right. But I'm around. I, we got to keep this. <laughs> we got to keep this distance. That's what you do. Now, the second thing is you date with purpose. What I mean by that is if you know why you're dating, what you're looking for, what you won't do, what you will do as far as what are your deal breakers? What are the things that you don't like? What are the character traits? What are the predispositions? Right. right. If your mind is focused on that, you're you have a less li- you're less likely to fall for someone who you're just simply fleshly attracted to. Right. Because you're looking for specific things. You're not going so you're not going to throw yourself in any kind of uh in, in any place that doesn't that doesn't show those particular ideas or things that you're looking for. Does that make sense? Yes. What I will say, number one, is make sure you're tuned into us on YouTube because we are dropping our interview with um, Kev on stage and Melissa Fredericks um, this week. Um, and they actually talked about how they navigated celibacy as well. Yes. They did a very good job talking about that. So I will do that little plug there. Make sure you tune in. Um, and that full interview will be on YouTube this week. But then I will also say um, is, and I'm going to rewind to what you were saying about how you carry yourself. I think going back to being women and wanting to make sure that we are not wasting our time with men that are not going to respect our celibacy that we're not that, you know, um, you have to number one, make sure you know why you're celibate. If you're simply celibate because you're tired of getting run over by men and you just want to take a step back, um, understand that's a great reason, but that in and of itself is not going to be the sticking point for you staying celibate and it will allow you to open doors to somebody who talks smooth enough to infiltrate. Absolutely. Um, if you've made a vow and commitment to yourself that says I'm celibate until married and this can't be broken and you've practiced this for a long time, I think that's definitely a place that you start. But if you're doing it from a place of um, emotional angst or emotional hurt, that's a bad way to start off navigating your life of celibacy. Yes. Number one. Number two, when you are dating out there and you want to um, really make sure you're in entertaining the right people um, and you don't want to, you don't want to scare someone off with your celibacy, but you also don't want to make sex the forefront of the conversation because you just want to know right. if this person is going to respect you or not. I told somebody this when we were um, at a speaking engagement and we said, Wear your celibacy as a garment and not as a shield. There you go. You wear it as a garment, meaning that it it is something that you practice, but it is something that you embody as who you are in terms of how you're carrying yourself right now. It doesn't need to be announced because... People know that your virtue and your character and how you carry yourself speaks to someone that they just can't step to any kind of way, but that they also have to respect where they are and who they are. When you're wearing it as a shield, it's like, you know what I mean, Usher at church that, that stand <laughs> in the back and just like you scared to even approach her. Um, yeah. that, that That's the shield. And it scares people off because you were I'm saved and I'm sanctified and I ain't having sex or I'm sick of men doing this and I ain't doing this no more. No, you wear it as a shield that is going to detract people. It's going to push people away. So as you're carrying yourself, you make sure you know why you're, you're a celibate. You carry it in a way that attracts the right type of person. And again, it is going to repel the wrong one. So right. don't get it twisted. But then also you make sure you are not scaring people off with it. You're allowed to be inviting. You are allowed to be inviting. Has anyone read the Song of Solomon or a.k.a. the Song of Psalms? One yes. Of the, one of the um, one of the poetic books of the Bible. It's it's. And while that is a great metaphor for how Christ or God seeks us, the idea is, is that they wanted each other. Yeah. A lot. They and then every time, lot. every time they got real, real, real close. Oh, boy, Jetted. He was out. He was like, but I can't. <laughs> then she went to go look for him again. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's very important yeah. to, it, it, there's a balance to I want you, but I won't because I like you that much and I respect you that much. But mm, know it. Okay. Go wait, ahead. So we wait, can go really on, quickly. Cause cause I know, listen, let's see. This is what we get. This is what you get for having points all the way <laughs> for this. This is supposed to be quick, fast, and I heard it, but he started off wanting to do preaching. Lord. Really quickly, if you are practicing celibacy, yes, please make sure you are also practicing desire. Celibacy is not a game of let's just see who can hold out having sex for the longest because you start playing that game too long and certain chemicals and things in your body begin to turn off. Right. 
And then you get married and you wonder why homeboy or homegirl ain't into sex. Just saying. Make sure that while you're dating and if you're celibate that you're also practicing the art of desire. And you know that that person desires you as well without getting too close. But you understand that you can trust that person to then if they have your heart before marriage that you can trust them after marriage to kind of you know hold you close in the midnight hour huh <laughs> oh lord look can we go to the next we one we can go please? to the next one okay the next one is long distant relationship five months please help us figure out ways we can make the distance less miserable you go ahead and start because i have my thoughts but okay. i know you can you got points okay well no <laughs> <laughs> Number one is daily communication. Always keep the lines of communication open. It's very important that you talk. You have to understand that even when you talk every day, there's still, and that will last for maybe two to three hours, there's still 21 to 20 hours left in that particular day. So you want to have that connection. <laughs> Okay. No, don't say that because me and Kenyon probably got almost got fired from several jobs texting back and forth all day long because we stay connected. So don't listen to I'm playing. Text. <laughs> text too. Not text instead of talking. Text when you can't talk. All right. Virtual dates. Virtual dates are is, is, is a little cute thing. Yes. It's like when you um watching a movie over the phone, meaning that you both have the same movie. Maybe you both have Netflix. You both press play at the same time. Yeah. And you both watch it at the same time. Just some cutie stuff. You know what I mean? Um, it gives you an opportunity to interact with each other and still share the moment. Number three is reading a book. Have a good book. I'm not talking about a self-improvement book or nothing like that, but a great entertaining something like <laughs> So, <laughs> don't do it don't you dare <laughs> something like it like a Stephen King or a Dean Coons if or something like that if you're into creepy scary things like that absolutely <laughs> but you both share the pages you both share the paragraphs or you both share the book and, and read back and forth to each other and I, have that great interaction let me tell you one thing that King and um, none, Kenyon used to write me um, letters. He used to write me long messages and stuff. So I, I fell in love with that too, long distance. But then he would also um, read his messages to me as well. So I just, I love listening to him read to me over the phone. And I, I mean, that I don't think I really ever read to you back the same way because I don't, I don't know, I don't like my voice. But I would love listening to him just read me things. And um, I think he read me scriptures at some point too. But like we read. I read a bunch of stuff. I don't. Yeah. So no, reading is, and it's very sexy. I'm just saying. Yeah, if you like their voice. And that's where you will find out whether you like their voice or not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to hear them talk. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing is now this is really weird. This it, it, it just depends on who you are. Online gaming, and the only reason why I mention that is because that there that is a portal through con of connection yeah. that you both can go into and play with. I don't get an opportunity to play anymore. I've been wanting to play for like three years now. I haven't even picked up the sticks like I wanted to. But the idea is that this is a portal of connection where you guys can get on your headsets or whatever and play like that. Also plan uh, periodic visits and trips. Begin to enjoy each other whenever you can. Um, understand that, uh, you know, cre begin to create opportunities to get to know each other. Yeah, because everything changes. Yeah. Everything changes once you get face to face. It is as romantic and as awesome as it is to be long distance. Um, you still have to have opportunities to be, you know, in a close proximity with that person to see if you can deal with them um, for long periods of time. Um, that was one thing that we did early on just to make sure before I even got too close. We were like, oh, yeah. all right, let's kick it for a little bit just to see if we can hang out. But also, um, I know you definitely have thoughts because number one, it's a long distance relationship, but you are still dating. You are still evaluating. You are still dating and evaluating. So the, the one before uh, I shifted over, the one thing I want to caution you is don't chase the gap and order it so much that you forget what you're doing. So like chase closing the gap. Right. Don't chase closing the gap. Don't chase closing the distance. Don't chase trying to hang on so much and create something out of something because they are far away. And you are looking through a lens that creates that a lens of what you think they are or what yes. you would have them to be um, more often than not. So spend time really, really digging in. You could probably got to dig in just a little bit deeper um, because you both are going off of a lot of 
a lot of fantasy, a lot of um, a lot of uh, you know when you at the very beginning of a relationship, everybody's uh, representative comes out. Everybody Absolutely. puts the first the uh, the first foot forward. When in long distance relationships, the representative stays around a little bit longer than they should. Yes, because they're allowed to because that's who we begin to become intertwined with. So all I say is enjoy, connect, and do all those different type things, but don't spend so much time chasing that trying to stay keep from missing them that you miss them go ahead that you miss them yes miss who they are yes that's yes. really good and i'll also say <clears throat> just with any other dating situation in long distance i think long distance can i'm too old for this after a while it's like okay where is this going <laughs> like <laughs> and so i think you have to still begin to set goals and milestones for their relationship as well as it goes along a long distance relationship at a certain after a certain age should really only last so long absolutely how what are we doing how long do we intend on doing this for what is our plan um if you know that truly you cannot last for more than x amount of time in a long distance relationship then you need to make those things clear not just to that person but also to yourself yes and trying to force something that that goes far beyond an expiration date because it seems romantic that it was long distance for so long and then now we got together like i get that and it's cute but at the end of the day have goals and have milestones that you set to make sure that you are meeting those or that one of or both of you have an out if it gets to a point where it's like this has been real but i'm gonna need more find out when your stopping point is to when you need more amen amen you ready for the next I'm question ready for the next one because i agree totally uh, next question is how do you know if a guy wants you versus needing you Ooh. how do you know if a guy wants you versus needing you no, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, first, got, I got things. Okay, first, let, let's set this up because here's the thing. We're going to lay out some things that you can look for. Yes. But the idea is, is that you got to be prepared to see them. A lot of us get into relationships and it starts off because we get into them because we're attracted to that person, mm -hmm. because there's a high energy, there ha there's, a, there's a connectivity. We see the chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. And then we move from there onto a place where... Um, where we've gotten used to them and comfortable with them. And now we're looking to see how they can fit into our lives. And usually it, within those places is where we stop looking for or stop seeing red flags. Yes. So the very first thing is, is just, just a, a preface to, to what I'm, what we're about to say is to make sure that you're ready to see those things because we could tell you anything, any kind of advice all day long, but if you're not ready to see them, you're not going to see them. Yeah. That's just how that is. Yeah. So you got to begin to you got to have a, a a level of boundary and a level a level of distance while you're dating because you want to begin to date with a purpose and right. for what you're looking for. Right. Okay. So number one, you need to understand that dating takes time. There's no silver bullet to that either. You're going to want to make sure um, make sure that during the time while you're dating, during the time while you're getting to know them, that you are assessing them, that you're making sure they are who they said they are on a consistent basis. I know some people are some great liars. Some people are just, you know, just fiddling around. Um, but at the same time, you take the time to get to know them and don't fall so deep into the attraction that you just go ahead and say, you know what? You good. You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So when you do that, here's the things that, and now we're talking to a, the reason why this question came up, because we're talking to a professional woman. This is what, this is a woman who has a profession and she wants to make sure that she can continue to, to, to do her profession without being, um, leaned on or becoming a crutch for a, for a man. Right. Okay. Yep. So here's, here's the next, the next thing I want to say to you is that when men see you, as a professional woman, they see what you're capable of and what you're capable of uh, when you're capable of something, you bring something innately to the table. You bring four things to the table. The first one is a trajectory of success. You already know where you're going. You're right. already off right. and going somewhere. Number two, you bring a personal drive, which means that you have an initiative and ambition, and that's not going to stop. You're hungry, and you're out there doing what you need to do. Number three 
um, you are already planned and active. Not only are you executing, but you've planned and you're continuing to execute so that you can continue to go further and what you have ambition for. And number four, you're, research, you're resourceful. You either have what you need, you know how to get what you need, you know how to learn what you need, or you create what you need. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with all those things in common or all those things intact, um, you need to make sure that you have a partner who can deal with those things. And what I mean by that is if they're a professional partner, uh, you're going to share information with them if, right. if, if you guys are on that same level. Uh, perhaps you're all doing two different professions. We don't know. Right. But if it's a professional partner, you want to be able to share or exchange data or whatever the case may be. Now, here's how you know a few things, not exhaustive. <laughs> here's how you know whether they need you rather than just want you. Right. Okay? Let's get it. Number one is when he gets more data than he's giving. He's getting more from you than he's giving to you. And I'm sometimes like relationships goes in ebbs and flows. Yes. So but we're talking about someone who is sapping, you know, there you know how it is when you've been um, at a business meeting. Mm-hmm. with someone who's like you and and they don't know where to start or they don't know what they're doing and so they're picking your brain. Absolutely. This is someone who continues to pick your brain and continues to pull from you but doesn't have anything to give to you. Number two is he has dreams instead of trajectory. Right. Meaning that he can kick the hell out of vision but he don't know where he's going or how he's going to get there. <laughs> he's just basically just like out there, you know, uh, you know, building vision basically for you. Okay? And the only way you know that is if there is, look, listen, success leaves clues. So if he's out there and he's doing something, there's going to be clues in his life and lifestyle that shows you what he's doing. Um, mm-hmm. If he lacks drive or initiative, if he lacks drive or initiative, the, the, the <clears throat> best thing he's going to even accomplish, the greatest goal he's going to accomplish is keeping up with you. Mm-hmm. And that's not somebody you want in that sense, and I tell you, um, there's another sense. Uh, um, there's another sense that you may want someone. And let's see here. If they don't plan or don't have any action, if nothing, if nothing they said has ever come to fruition, we talked about that. And he, if he doesn't know what he's doing, now that doesn't mean that if someone who's actually trying to do something and just don't know how to put the pieces together, at least he got the pieces on the table. Right. What we're talking about is someone who don't even have the pieces on the table forget it he don't even have a table he just don't know what he's doing does that make sense it makes perfect sense can i put can you tag me in coach okay so um let me one thing that you said that was very 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 good you said they're really good at kicking vision yes right yes um and one of the things that you'll also find in reverse of that kicking vision is that you find that they're not necessarily like they have a big goal and big vision for their life, but it's all surrounding materialistic things. Mm. It's a kicking vision around, I want to own cars. I want to own land. I want to own property. I want to do this. And a lot of times their vision does not include anything that resembles a plan of how to get there. Yes. Right. But when you find that they're talking to you, they are 110% on board with building you up in your vision yes. and where you're going. And they compliment the heck out of you and your vision and your drive. And you are so dope. And because I, um, I don't know, you know you, but because I know the person um, in passing, who asked this question, you have so many amazing things going for you that you can start and build a business tomorrow and begin to move and live off of that. And so they're like, dang, well, you can do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to just ride on in there with you, and I'm going to praise you in there. The subtle things that you'll begin to find, though, is that if you stick around long enough, they will begin to drain you of your resources yes. as well. yes of your emotional and energetic resources as well. And I know you kind of have a little dig in there. Listen, next month we're talking about surviving a narcissist. When someone needs you, when you're an ambitious, especially ambitious women, when you're an ambitious woman and you have things going and you have a drive, Mm -hmm. it is very easy for women like us. And I will say us no longer, but in the past to get connected to people who are narcissists because they see everything in you that they cannot be. 
Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And so somebody who needs you and you are a professionally driven person, it is very dangerous if you do, do not look out for these clues and look for what they say receipts um, before getting deep involved with them. And if you've been with this person, I invite you to join the Healthy Love Club next month because <laughs> we're going to be talking about surviving these people. Go. Right. Absolutely. So what you're looking for as a professional, you want to look for at least one or two types of partner. You want an active partner, someone who has this thing going on just like you, someone who's just as energetic as you, but not threatened by you. You want to have someone who's willing to go the distance with you and, and can even pull you further as well as sometimes you could pull him further. The second person may be, may be an active supporting partner. Sometimes there are, and it depends on you, but sometimes there are men out there who are not they're not um, threatened by you. They love everything you do and they're there to support you and be with you and make sure that you have what you need in order to go on because they see that in you. Right. That might be a little bit harder to come by, um, but at the same time, that's the kind of person. If he's going to be standing, if he's going to stand in the background, that's the kind of person yes. or kind of man you're going to need. But then again, there again, look, listen, in your industry, there's a lot of narcissists. Uh, there's a lot of narcissistic people. And so you want to make sure that you don't have someone who is who who's willing to flaunt you in public and beat you down in private. Someone, Listen, who, someone who's scared of who you are, someone who is uh, who loves you in front of everybody else, but competing with you behind closed doors. That's what you don't want. OK, Listen, and we'll talk about that next 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 month. Amen. <laughs> Did we get that out the way? We got that. Go ahead. Baby. All right. Next one. When, after separation, should you try to love again? Well, have you ever been listening to us, Takara and Kenyon, and wondered what if they could be my personal coaches? Okay, what if we could be your personal coaches through some of the toughest issues of your relationship or singleness? What if we told you that we are prepared to go anywhere you are? And not only that, but a community of those just like you will be there too. We've got something special for you. Our goal to guide you and thousands of others from heartbreak to wholeness has just gotten upgrade. We've recently opened the doors to the Soul Ties Healthy Love Club. This is our private community designed specifically for you so that you can grow in the healthy love that you were designed for. And our dynamic healthy love roadmap houses a rapidly growing library of guidance made for wherever you are in your relationship journey. Are you interested in joining? Visit thehealthyloveclub.com. That's thehealthyloveclub, all one word, dot com. Visit today to get started. When, after separation, should you try to love again? When you divorced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's not the same person, and if you're married, then you ought to divorce first. You know, you need to handle your business, um, and in a in a very prioritized fashion because you've been in a relationship for such a long time, right? Right. Long enough to have to be separated. Right. Long enough to have to be broken apart. So get that, get the priority straight. It first is divorce. Get that taken care of. The, and, and we're not telling you to get it. What we're saying is, <laughs> we, is that if you're trying, if you choose to move into a different direction and you were married, then you cannot move in a different direction until you detached, at least legally, from the direction that you just separated from. Does again, that make sense? Do not tell your pastor that Kenyon and Takara said, <laughs> go get divorced. I'm repeat, that is not what we said. If you are separated and you are considering dating again and you are still legally married to somebody else, number one, before you start dating somebody outside of that legally binding marriage, you need to have that handled first. Right. That's your priority and your choice, not ours. Yes. Okay. Now, after that, um, after you go through that, you're going you're gonna to need to heal. Again, if your relationship requires a separation, then you're going to need to heal from the detachment, the emotional, physical um, detachment from that person. Right. Uh, now, it depends. If you've been separated for like 10 years and just somebody just won't sign the papers, that's one. That's different because more and than likely you've gotten over that. And even then, that's called a judgment default. I'm right. Just saying. There you go. <laughs> but the idea is, is that you're going to want to go through a process of healing first. There is no time on that. It depends on you. But I want you to be careful because sometimes we can feel it when somebody comes along 
and we're not ready. And the reason why we feel it is because there's a hole in our life and we want somebody to hurry up and be there. Absolutely. And you need to be good with you first. You need to get into your self-care first. You need to get into your um, into healing first. You need to go through the soul ties detox first. You need to detox and disconnect from that connection that you have from them. Then uh-huh. you need to move forward into deciding what you want or you're going to end up with what you had. So you need to go ahead and begin to sit down and really get into yourself and really decide what you want, what you're looking for, who are you going to be next? Because you can't be who you was because now you're just carrying along some, something else that, that may not work. Does right. that make sense? Absolutely. So you want to grow as well as grow your list of what you're looking for. Now, this is not a a specific like diehard list, but you at least need to have an idea before you start putting yourself out there. OK. Yes. Now, usually nine times out of 10, when people ask us that question, they already have somebody in mind. I'm just going to be real with you. Somebody sniffing around. Get them out of your mind. <laughs> if that's the case. Get them out of your mind. You don't need them. You need to sit down and deal with you from a healthy perspective so you can handle a healthy relationship from there, that point forward. Amen. Next question. <laughs> That's good. No, that was really good. Thank you. How do you leave a toxic relationship without worrying that the spouse will hurt themselves? Run like this. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. So here's what's hard about this is because two things are already inferred. The first thing that's inferred is that you want to leave. The second thing that's inferred is that there is a manipulative tactic, a a manipulation tactic that's keeping you there. Yes. Whether he will hurt himself or not, he knows enough to know that you feel accountable for him. Mm. So we got two things going on here. Now I'm going to tell you, you have to be careful because if this, if this person is real about hurting themselves, then and they're really self-destructive they're going to take they may take themselves out if they have get a whiff of you leaving or wanting to leave and they may take you with them because if they're going to go and that's how it happens do you understand what i'm saying absolutely so you have to be careful you have to be careful so our response to this is a response towards your survival and safety and safety they're going to make the choice that they're going to make And I know in your heart, whatever choice they make is going to bother you. Mm -hmm. If you were to leave, you want to leave, right? Okay. Point number one, you want to leave, make a choice. Do you, are you in or are you out? Are you in or are you out? I think you're out, but it's up to you. That's number one, right? No Mm -hmm. judgment here. Number two is whether you are in or if you are out and you do leave, if something happens to them, you're going to blame yourself and you're going to go through something hard. If something doesn't happen to them and they continue to sell wolf tickets about it, you're going to continue to go through an emotional anxiety that's going to keep you attached to them. So before you even move or make, after you make your decision, before you do anything else, you're going to want to begin the process of seeking therapy to get through this because regardless of what happens, that's what you're going to want to do. Yes. I I, I liken it to like, I mean, honestly, think about, um, stay honestly somebody has a noose around your neck yes and the the issue with the noose is not necessarily that the noose is there it's the fact that any any which way you end up leaning one could easily break your neck and kill you and so what you want to do in the relationship a toxic relationship is going to emotionally kill you and drain you over time that's that's is what it is what Kenyon was talking about is that if you're in a toxic relationship and you want to leave but you're dangerously afraid that they're going to hurt themselves and you feel that responsibility for them because you love them of course nobody's saying it's not easy to walk away from somebody that you love regardless you need therapy to help you understand what their choices are and what your responsibility and accountability is in their choices right Therapy is not there to help them get better. You begin to go to therapy for you to help you safely walk away from that with your emotions and your mentality intact. Okay. 
you don't go because you're trying to see if the relationship is going to work out. Right. No. Your goal is to go to someone, a safe and licensed professional, to help you understand the what a toxic person, what type of toxic person you're dealing with, and then what type of toxic person, oh, sorry, what kind of um, steps that you need to take to then safely walk away from that. Okay. Right. Absolutely. They need to get you to a point where you're strong. Absolutely. Go ahead. Um. That's it. That's it. Okay. So what we would do, because you mentioned his, uh, the potential for him hurting himself. I'm sorry. I'm trying to put something in and I can't, can't get it. Well, we'll get it in later. The potential for him hurting himself. You have to treat this situation like it's a domestic violence situation, meaning that you have to, now that you made a decision, you, you're, you're on the process of getting therapy or finding a therapist. Uh, to help you emotionally as you go through this process, the next thing you're going to need to do is you need to plan your exit. You're not going to just run. You need to actually plan your exit. Yes. Because if he is, if he, or even she, in other cases, I, there are a lot of she's out there. If they are self-destructive, I'm telling you, if it's really true about them, then it's really true that they're going to take, they're going to attempt or maybe try to take you with them, okay? Especially if they're if they're using that to keep you hold you hostage to the relationship. Right. So you're gonna want to number one secure a place of transition. You don't want to secure a place by yourself at first, even if you can afford it. The reason why is because that other person, that person who you live with, or the person who can support you, can be a buffer in between you two, and it can be and can be a support mechanism for you as you go through the process. You want to secure as much legal help as possible, um, and I'm not talking about an attorney. I'm talking yeah. about uh, you want to incorporate um, the law and, and and law enforcement to make sure that you stay safe. You also want to secure your finances, make sure your finances are okay. And you also want to secure your daily places where you where you go every day, job, church, um, uh, babysitters or whatever the case may be, school, whatever the case may be. You want to be secure in all those areas and make sure that you have accommodations for what this person may do. And, and to be honest, you cannot, I know I can say this, I know you won't feel this, this is what therapy is for, but you are not responsible for that person and what and the choices that they make. Absolutely. It's not on you, even if they say it's because of you, that's on them. Make sense? Yep. All right. Next one. Oh, call W, uh, not call, uh, thehotline.org. That can help. Thehotline.org. T-H-E-H-O-T-L-I-N-E dot org. Um, that deals with uh, domestic violence uh, situations, but you can also go there for your situation as well to get some ideas or to get some counseling or get some help and moving away from that from from there if you want to get out. Mm-hmm. It'll help you with the exit. Yeah. All right. Okay, you ready for the next one? Ready for the next one? Woo. Okay. <laughs> How to know if he is just going slow or not fully interested? Uh, they're in the first three months and he's only seeing her one time a week. So how do you know mm-hmm. if he's not really interested or or not? And they've been together for three, three months, but he's only seen her once a week. You want me to go ahead or you got it? Um, I First of all, that one time a week that y'all are seeing each other, what are y'all doing? That's my first question. Um, because going slow if you feel like he's going slow, but you're giving other things quickly, um, then <clears throat> then you're not giving him any ammunition, any motives, um, any encur- initiative, initiative, encouragement to give you anything else either. So that's my my very first question is going to be are are you having sex that one time a week that you are seeing him and is that leaving you empty and unfulfilled secondly i always like to ask people number one what did they do when the relationship first started that got you interested in them um and did those things taper off or did you engage in a relationship with somebody hoping that things would heat up and mm-hmm. warm up going into it too? Yeah. And then also know what you like. Um, if you're going on three months of dating, I think three months is a healthy amount of time to begin to move things into, you know, kind of that next level of relationship, right? Right, right. It's a, it's a natural place of progression after three months. And so if you're finding that after three months and you 
are not having your emotional needs met. Forget about physical. Let's talk about your love language. Let's talk about what you like to feel, um, what, what makes you feel valued, what makes you feel seen, what makes you feel heard, desired, and those things. If you're three months in and you're not feeling those things, number one, communicate yes. what it is that you need from him. If it's something that he used to do that he doesn't do anymore, hey, I noticed when we first started dating, you used to do a lot of this, this, and this, and now it kind of doesn't feel like that anymore. You know, what's happened or, you know, hey, I like it when you do this. Would you mind if we did more of things like this? You know, if you don't go out on dates, you know, I'd, I'd like to be taken out. How come you don't take me out? Would you right. mind taking me? Things like that. Open those lines of communication. So number one, to make sure that he knows what your needs are and then take a step back and evaluate their actions from there. Watch how they respond to your needs and your desires and then watch how they respond to, <clears throat> excuse me, you requesting those needs be met. And if they're going on to doing the same things that you saying that here that you're complaining about, then you have your answer right there. Absolutely. Like we say all the time, dating is a process in which you um, assess a person. You disqualify the unqualified. You don't just make a choice and say, I choose that one. I feel chemistry and then try to make it work. Yeah, that's dating. That's 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 hustling backwards. What you really want to do is you really want to make sure to see if that person fits what you need. It might not be a bad person person but it could be a bad per a person who's bad for you now with that being said one of the things that's inferred immediately is that this is uncomfortable for you this lack of attention this lack of interaction this lack of communication is uncomfortable for you that's number one but number two something that's also being said but not being said is you're willing to tolerate that yes. if there's promise after it Right. That's the wrong way to deal with it. You never predicate your action upon what somebody else would doing will do because you'll always have a reflexive relationship. Right. I'm going to see what they're going to do because you're already if you're to, whatever you tolerate, you set a precedence for it to be OK. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is you want to sit back like the car said, know what you like, know what you need, know what you want and then communicate that to them. And then if they don't meet it, you want to make sure that you begin to move move forward mm -hmm. it doesn't matter whether they're into you or not it matters it matters you'll know they're into you if they can keep up with what you need yes. does that make sense absolutely and that goes both ways yes okay um let's see here what's this next one man we got a lot <laughs> there are, i was like oh man we were very ambitious okay <laughs> it's only been 45 minutes though to be honest though i think we're doing good oh we rolling we rolling y'all y'all yeah yeah okay here we go after four years of fighting, you're tired and done. Now they want counseling. <laughs> Do you go? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Wait, before before you jump in with your answers. All right. Because I have questions and I probably should have asked these. Um, it's like, it's kind of like a, uh, you know, rebound question. Um, my, uh, I would always want to know first and foremost, have you tried or suggested counseling before? And what was their response then? Right. Like, I understand that now you tired and all of a sudden, like, they want counseling. Okay. Have you requested it before? What was their response? Because if they all, all this time up until now have refused counseling or had a reason why they didn't want counseling, and this is why, you know what I mean? What has changed to make them want counseling now? That's all I want to say is because... Again, what happened previously? Go. Well, here's the thing. Do, when you say, do I, do I go? Do I go? Um, and we're getting questions here, so we might want to jump in and grab some of those as well, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, when you say, do I go, what you're really asking is, do I leave him and not, wor not worry about it, not work on it? And we can't be a party to that kind of decision. Yeah. We can't. We with the work that we do, we sit or we park on the other side of that decision. We deal with people who have already decided and determined that they were going to go or we help people heal who have already gone. Does yes, that make sense? Absolutely. So while there is no judgment for whatever decision you make, you have to understand that we can't tell you whether to go or not. Okay. If you're married, because we don't know, some people are dating and getting counseling or whatever the case may be, which is fine. But if you're married and you have any iota of anything, any dot or tittle of anything in your cup. <laughs> dot or tittle. <laughs> anything left in your cup. 
I suggest, suggest that you go for it, that you go into counseling with them, but you go with these things in mind. Number one, be patient because change doesn't happen overnight. Correct. If you don't have it in you to be patient, you don't. No one's holding that against you. Um, you've been patient for four years. I understand. But if you can, be patient. If you do go, understand that you got to be patient because change is not going to happen. Right. Number two, you got to be open if you go. You can't go just looking for him to get the correction. you got to look to change, too. Neither one of y'all can stay the same because there's something that you're harboring and, and a resentment that you're harboring. And that no matter what he does, because you're tired— you're going to you're going to keep that and you're, you're never going to be happy again. Right. So both of you have to go through that. Number three is that uh, you have to be action oriented. If you decide to go to counseling, get all that you can out of that thing. If you decide to go to therapy together, get all that you whether he does it or not, whether he's consistent or not, whether he progresses or not, you go and get every piece of Absolutely. that. Every piece of it. <laughs> Because it's going to help you change for the better in the future, depending on whatever decision you make after that. And then number four, be observant. Of course, you're going to be patient, but you're not going to just let stuff slide. You want to see and make sure that there is progress happening. I'm not saying he's going to be perfect. He may not, he may not be perfect. People who are trying are trying. Yeah. So look for the progress in that process. Okay. Now, if you're tired, and you can't do it, and you don't have anything in your cup anymore, your cup is dry, is nothing but sand, I understand. But you have to make that decision. We can't do that for you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. After you get done with that, you are going to need some healing because after four years of trying, 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 you have to yourself proven your love to him. You have to yourself proven that you were loyal and faithful. You have to yourself proven everything that you've done. And he hasn't seen all that because you can't see what's on your heart. Your heart stayed right there. Yes, absolutely. And so you're going to need time to heal from that because then you're going to start being upset and because you did your best during those four years make sense mm -hmm. all right yeah she said hi guys i've been in a relationship for a year for a year and three months my boyfriend says he's very happy with me but he won't put a ring on it is it too early to walk away and i will start this by saying only you can prevent forest fires <laughs> <laughs> Only you can decide when it's too early to walk away. Um, I'd say a year and three months in, a lot of things have us, um, when we get into relationships, have us believing that, number one, marriage is supposed to happen at a certain point. You know, sometimes our age, sometimes, you know, we've just kind of, we're at a point where we're ready to settle down. Sometimes we have children. We don't want to be dating around out there forever, waiting to see what's going to happen next. Whatever your reason is, it's your prerogative is 100% up to you. You have to decide at what point is it going to be enough for you to say, you know what, I need, I would like to be married by X amount of time. And if this doesn't happen, then you're going to have to be willing to let that go. The problem isn't us telling you how long it is. If we told you a year and three months was too long, it, that would not be the answer that you were looking for. Honestly, most people are looking for answers in a silver bullet of how long should I hold on? And that th there is no answer that Kenyon and Takara can ever give you that will make that answer feel okay to you. If he's saying he's not going to put a ring on it, then the, for the foreseeable future, you have to believe that he is not going to put a ring on it. Absolutely. I think <laughs> what you have to do is you have to set d determine the direction of your relationship. As a matter of fact, if I'm to be honest, he may not want to do it tomorrow, but if you guys are headed in the right direction, in the same direction with the same idea and thoughts on your relationship, then perhaps there there's patience. Patience needs to be, you need to have patience. And the reason why is, is that when a man is really serious and a man is really focused on trying to make this relationship right, he's going to want to make sure that all the other things are right around him before he jumps dead into yes. it. But he will let you know without a doubt, unequivocally, um, <laughs> that, that you, that that's the direction that he's going. Now, here's the thing. He will let you know that's going to be in his attitude. That's going to be in his disposition. That's going to be in a whole lot of things outside of his words. 
Yeah. Okay. That's going to be in how he carries himself. That's going to be how he acts inside the relationship. If you, if he is serious about the, that direction, but if he's not moving in that direction, it's not about momentum. It's not about getting there as fast as you want to get there. Yes. It's about moving in that same direction. And if he's not moving in that direction, you have to be honest with yourself about that and say, okay, he's really not. He digs me. I dig him. We love each other's company. We spend all this time together, but he's not moving in the direction that I need to go. Right. But here's the thing that you have to be careful of. And what we say all of the time is that while watching his actions and watching the direction that he's going, you cannot be investing your wifeness in that hoping that he gets there quicker. Yes. The hardest thing for you in these moments is not so much that he's not marrying you right away. A lot of us for women, and I will speak for myself and what I've done in my past, is that because we were afraid that we had already invested too much and they still have the opportunity to walk away mm. before marrying us, mm. that now it's like, it's okay, how long should I hold on for? Because yes. I've already given too much. I've already invested too much. I've already given so much yes. that a wife should be giving that I now am afraid that I'm giving so much and I'm so far into this that they are not going to reciprocate a ring a husband in return. Amen. And so even if you have to begin to fall back the wifery, I know that's not a word. Even if you have to pull back the wifery, one of the things that you have to do is, is do that in the sense, not as a punitive thing, but to guard your heart until you know that you have someone who is going to lead you in the direction that you are trying to go. Amen. Absolutely. Cause you don't want to run 15 years from now and be asking that same question. Yes. Um, let's see here. My child's father and I split a year ago. He moved on straight away, but tells me he still loves me. All right, do you want to take this one? I'm going to tell you this. Go right ahead and hit it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Come on, mama. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, look, we're going to be real, and, and this is from our hearts. And here's, here's the thing, because we have a question beneath that from a guy who asked, why does a woman keep her child's father close when she has a boyfriend? Can we lump those two in together? Let's go ahead and lump them in right, together. Right here. Because here's two the Two for. Two for y'all. Listen, we ain't even going to charge you extra for this, okay? <laughs> so one thing that I can say, having been a mother with a ex who is my child's father, a man, whether he wants you or not, still does not like the idea of someone else being able to have that same level of access to you that he once had. Plain and simple. For him to keep saying that he loves you, he's still trying to keep that foot in the door and keep that window open. Maybe sometimes, maybe all the time, it may not even be sexually. A lot of times to keep you emotionally still connected and tangled to them means that nobody else is going to have the opportunity to get you the way that they had you. Because listen, having my child is intimate. Yes. Having my child is something that, listen, not everybody gets to get the honor of to yes. a lot of men, right? I do not want anyone else to have that access to you. So, baby, I love you. I know things didn't work out, but I love you. I know I got this going on over here, but I love you. Listen, and then for the women <clears throat> who get who do get sucked into that and who do get entangled into that, there is something about her. Once he hooks her into that place, it gets her loyalty and it gets her feeling like nobody will ever have a place with me like my child's father. Right. And it keeps her then there connected. And all of a sudden, no other man can get in there. No right. other man can infiltrate those lines. And even if he's with you, even if he makes you laugh, and even if he does nice things for you, there's still always going to be a place until that tie is 100% severed. And we are doing nothing but the kids and all for the kids. Right. Then unfortunately there is that baby's father is occupying a place that he knows no other man will be able to access as long as he keeps his foot right there absolutely for the brother who asked the question about why would she keep around her baby daddy and still have the boyfriend uh -huh. it could be the same situation that he put himself in that situation because so no one else could get as close yes. even if they're present that so no one else could get as close 
or it can work the other way. She could be controlling and she don't want to let go of him. Thank you. She don't want to see him get any further. So she keeps him intimate and keeps him close while still hanging on to the boyfriend. So I get to live my life because there are men out there who do that. There are men out there who are susceptible to being pulled back in because they have that level of responsibility and accountability to their child and thus their child's mother. Yes. And so, and but but then she pulls them back in every now and then, give them some every now and then do this do that every uh-huh. now and then but then but but keep him at bay when the boyfriend come through does that make sense absolutely so that could be that situation situation as well the key for both those situations is let them go don't and the the young lady who asked the question don't entertain that conversation anymore it shouldn't be what does it mean it should be i don't want to hear this anymore because it's none of your business he's yeah, moved on for the young man it should be listen I don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be in a love triangle no more. I don't want to Absolutely. do this anymore. I'm young. I'm, I'm a boyfriend, which means that I can move on at any point in time. You owe and no, you are you owe her nothing. You're nor are you obliged. Move on, push yeah. on, because she hasn't made up her dis- she hasn't made up her mind about you. So so make up your mind about you. Make sense? Boom. Yes. Next. We're okay. doing good. We're doing good. Uh, <laughs> um, should you ever take a man back if he leaves you? I mean, okay, should you ever take a man back if he leaves you? Listen, uh, th- to be honest, people change. Nine times out of ten, going backwards does not work. The reason why is because y'all both the same people trying it again. <laughs> nobody's changed. Nobody's right. grown. Nobody's done anything worth grabbing hold to. You're just familiar and comfortable with each other. So nine times out of ten, it's a bad idea, but not because it's a man, but because it's y'all. Now, <laughs> could it work out? There has been, there are blessings in people's lives who have moonwalked back into the love of their life. And yes. then Jesus just jumped on in and just blessed that thing. But they, Jesus didn't just jump in. Jesus had something to work with. Remember I tell you today? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Jesus had some bread and some loaves to work with. He didn't just pull, pull y'all out of thin air. So can that work? Possibly. Nine times out of ten, no. If y'all haven't changed, if y'all haven't worked on anything, if y'all haven't grown, if y'all haven't matured, then I don't, you're going to stress each other out. Right. Right. Trying to make it work. If they walked away, why did they walk away? Right. Especially after he left you. Especially after he left you. If he left you and he's trying to come back, I'm going to be real, real honest here. Most of the time, if he's trying to get back after he left you, he knows that, number one, he probably did something shady to walk away. Number two, he knows that you have been pining for him and waiting for him to come so you can take him back. So if he left and there was some shady business going on there, I would say, could it work? Do people change? Absolutely. But what has happened in between that time that he left that makes you believe that he's anything different than he was when he left you the first time? Amen. By the way, him leaving you left a scar on you. Would you even be able to entertain a relationship with him without looking over your shoulder or being anxious about him leaving again? Would you be able to do that? Right. That's very important if you can't you're going to stress him out and you out why did he leave you like you said why if it was for depending on the reason that dictates what his character is like it just depends or was he running away from you you got it you just have to be honest with yourself about what you're dealing with go forth is that good yeah that's good okay (laughs) how do you get over someone who accused you of cheating and then broke up with you Mm. So here's the thing, because <laughs> I know I know that hit you hit you in the heart. <laughs> in the heart. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. When someone accuses you of whatever, and you know that that wasn't you, and then they break up with you, meaning they change their direction regarding you and rejected you, that hurts because number one, they believe a lie about you. Number two, they rejected you. Let me tell you something. They were going to reject you in any way. They were going to find something. The reason why is because they were looking for a reason to turn around anyway. Right. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Now, how do you get over that? The first thing you do is you get you you have to come to the truth that whatever they saw wasn't you. Mm, Whoever. Yes, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, finish. <laughs> Whatever they saw wasn't you. 
you can't be held accountable for what they see and the decision they made for the perception that they had. That is all on them. Mm -hmm. That was not you. The reason why you have to come to that truth first is because that's going to be your emotional jumping off point for getting over them. Because right now you're hurting because of the lie about you. Yeah. Because they pushed you away and rejected you. And more than likely you loved them in the middle of that. And then how can they disregard me so easily, so quickly, and so haphazardly without checking deeply with me and looking at my truth. Right. They, they weren't ready for that. So that's where you have to sit back and say, that's who they are. I know who I am. It hurts, but this is who I am. And I can't, I, I can't not deal with them being in my life because they don't know how to treat or hold or have who I am. Does that make sense? It makes perfect you sense. You have to come to that emotional reality because that's going to be the jump apart for jumping off part for where you start to get over it. Go ahead. And where you start to heal. Um, one of two reasons why people will accuse you of cheating, even though you know that you're not cheating. Number one, you've got a severely insecure person who's probably been cheating, uh, cheated on before and they have not healed from their past. So yes. if, if that is the reason, then you have to realize that there is nothing that you would have been able to do to convince them that you're not cheating. They had something that they needed to get over first. Yes. The second possibility is that they were cheating themselves and, a lot of times when somebody's cheating themselves in order to make themselves feel better about the dirt that they're doing, they accuse you of doing that same thing to bring you in closer to them, to bring you under subjection to them so that they could continue to go do what they're doing or run on and run and run out. It's literally a mind game that they play with themselves. If I convince myself that they're cheating, it's okay if I'm out here doing my dirt too. I'm going to just be real with you. So while you're telling yourself that's not who I am, you have to realize there is a very real reason. Mm. Even though it wasn't really you that was cheating, there is a very real reason why they were accusing you of cheating to begin with. And it had nothing to do with you to begin with. So go in peace and know that that is not you. That's not who you are. But also their opinion of you has nothing to do with you. So in the process of being okay with you, in the process of understanding that it had nothing to do with her yes assess his character because yes. obviously his character made it easy for him to believe a lie about her exactly. even a lie that he told even a lie that he told especially and even Jeez. if he hasn't healed you don't want Jeez. that kind of person in your life anyway yeah because that's toxic when yeah. you have someone who's that insecure when you have someone who's there listen i'm gonna tell you all men to some degree are insecure i'm gonna tell you yeah or have, a dog or, bark. or have been. And, and no one wants to admit it. No one wants to say it because it's a bad word. But all, to some degree they are. How they handle that is how, how, how you know that they're healthy or their character is right and dealing with that. Does that make sense? Yes. So at some point in his life, if he's ever been cheated on, a, like you said, I don't want to repeat it, but you good. You good. And then go through the, again, the soul ties detox. The reason why we suggest that is because that's our definitive way of breaking you away from him emotionally. That's our definitive way of walking you step by step through the process of taking that tie and severing it and making you walk it out regardless of how you feel about it. Yes. Absolutely. That's how we, that's what we do. Okay. Next one mo. Okay. LD marriage. <laughs> At first I read that like what? <laughs> LD oh oh long distance <laughs> it was either latter day saints or something else <laughs> okay long distance marriage four years comes four years he comes home twice a year divorce filed he doesn't want it help okay so what she's saying is is that she's been in this long distance marriage, marriage. for four years he only determines to come home twice a year and she's sick and tired of it because you can't have a marriage that way. So naturally I asked. Yes. We had to go back to her. On we had to go sure back just to clear. make sure we had this right. Maybe he's in the military. Maybe right. he's we thought, fighting that's what a we good thought. fight of faith. Maybe he's on the oil rigs. You know, oil rig people, they be gone all year yes, long. Yes, oil yes. rig people be gone. Maybe he's a government contractor. They send you overseas and you gone for months at a time. Yes. Maybe. You, you maybe. just maybe he was an astronaut. So I had to find out. <laughs> maybe this brother's on the moon. Maybe he was on the moon. <laughs> I had to go ask, what kind of work does he do? 
family, we will just say it was none of the above. He's not a hero. He 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 is not fighting wars. He is not fighting rumors of wars. He <laughs> he, he has a standard job that a very everyday job that many people have. Yes. Right. Yes. So she said once she filed for divorce, his coming home twice a year changed to now coming home every month. So obviously we know when he wants something, he can act right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So she want I don't know exactly what she wants us to help with. Um, I feel like sis, you made the right choice to to me to be honest. Because with you. she filed. Yes. Yes, and he doesn't want it. Yes. Yeah. I think I feel like you made the right choice, and not because I'm an advocate of divorce, but because I honestly feel like you're dealing with somebody who is being dishonest with you about what's going on in their life. Um, if they only come home twice a year and you could not be there, what was the reason why you could not be there? Right. If they're only coming home twice a year and you never went, there, like, did you ever go? I have a question. Did you ever go and stay at his house over there? Right. You know, how often did you go there? I get he can come home twice a year, but what what were you doing? Right. Were you invited? Were you invited? Are we having conversations? What's what's going on? Were you made to feel like you could not come? You know what I mean? Things like that. Um, And so to have that sort of situation and he's only coming home twice a year and he has all the power to see you and you have no control over that situation whatsoever. I'm sorry. That's not a marriage. That is a contract that basically says that you're obligated to somebody who was not obligated to you. No relationship can stand on bare minimums and that's less than bare minimums yes you understand what i'm saying absolutely no relationship i don't care what kind it is it can't stand not without some kind of um supportive mechanism or some something that's going to act instead or something something that's we're going to breathe into it because like if i had to be gone babe i got to be gone you coming right even if i can't come right away i'll be there this weekend better believe absolutely absolutely we're going to make sure that we have interactions that Keep, keep the merit because the we must exist together. Mm-hmm. You can't exist together if you're not existing together. Absolutely. Makes That's sense? Good. Yeah. It makes so, perfect sense. I understand what you're saying. Um, um that's a hard one. I don't I don't like being in the in the place where you tell someone, <laughs> you know, we're not pushing you off the ledge, we're just saying, hey. She says she filed for a divorce. You've already done it. I just feel like if that were me in that situation and you're coming to me, don't come to me as a counselor or as a Christian right now. If you're coming to me as a girlfriend and you're saying, I only see him twice a year. And obviously, Margie said it. Margie, Mar- hey, Margie said, I believe that's that's where we were at. Really, listen, to be I, and I'm trying not to put I, I'm 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 big on conspiracy theories, but understand, yes, I feel like you have a double life. I feel like there's something else going on that I'm not privy to. Bare minimum, I feel like I am not a priority enough for you for for you to wait until I said I'm filing for divorce. Right. Different doll said something like what you said earlier. Was he what was he going all the time while he was dating? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. What was going on this entire time? So if that's the case and now you wait until you file for divorce and say, okay, I could come home once a month now. I just I'm sorry. I do not trust you. And unless we can live in the same house, unless I can pick up and move there and live with you now, this is not a marriage. It's not. It's not. It's not. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast, recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Now, if you're on iTunes, we can't grow without you. So help spread the love, rate us, leave a review and share your favorite episodes. And don't forget to subscribe to the Soul Ties podcast so you won't miss any future topics or your questions being answered. Do you have questions that you want us to answer? Just visit relationshipgoals.tv. That's relationshipgoals, all one word, dot TV. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.